Hey, hey, uh, welcome to Praise Dionysus, praise him, um, and to the second episode of Jake and Jamesy's Chuckle Fest for the 2023 Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Um, <laughs> James is not here. He, <laughs> I, 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 he's unwell. I, my current theory is that somehow QAnon convinced him that vegetables are a conspiracy theory. So I think that's why his body is just, again, shutting down on him. So pray if you like to whomever you want. Um, yeah, but fear not, it's not just going to be me talking to you. Um, it's, 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 uh, Connor Dariol is, is about to arrive and he's going to, uh, you know, co-host this episode with me. Um, and the shows that we're going to talk about from this year's comedy festival are Gay Horseplay by Carmelo Costa and Jackson Garney. Be Good by Laura Josephine. And after we talk about those two, Connor is gonna obviously stick around and talk to us about his show Long Play, which is currently showing at the Motley Bauhaus. Um, so yeah, thanks for being here. And uh, yeah, yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get started. Hi. Hi. Hello, listener people, and hello, sweet, sweet Connor Dariol. Ah, you've read the title. You know who it is. Hey. Hi. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. Yeah? I'm all right. Yeah? Let's downgrade it to okay, all right. Okay, good. No, no, yeah. I like when people do the that. The arms are crossed. They are. You know what? I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> Take it a stand. All right, what are you mad about? Uh, no, I'm all right. I've had a good week, I guess. I've been performing. Yeah. The uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Yes. Yeah. You're in long play. Yeah, long play. Uh-huh. A show that is neither long nor a play. No, that's good. <laughs> it's good. A title that tells you yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of people, like family members, I'll see in group chats, like, oh, we're coming this night to go see Connor's play. Who wants to come? And I'm like, not really. Great, um, love the support. <laughs> were they were they the sorts of people to call it a play regardless of what it is, Probably. or has the, has the title confused them? Both, definitely, definitely, right. it's confused them. <laughs> and then they come and they're like, "Oh, <laughs> that's not what I expected." You're yelling right at me. Yeah, where were all the characters on the fourth wall? Fuck. Yeah, well, because I, I saw the show, of course, and I'm still. Could you explain for me again? Because I'm still not super clear on what long play is. So it's like a, the vague sense that an album is about 10 songs long, or it's like an amount of time it goes for. Well, it's like what an album is called, because you've got an EP, right? You know, like an EP. A band releases an EP before they sort of have enough money to record a full album, which is an LP, which is a long play. Right, an EP. EP extended play. Oh, and okay. then I guess a single or a seven-inch record is just a play. <laughs> okay, so I was, I for a very long time thought an EP was the same thing as a demo. It, well, it kind of... No, it's not. It's but not. <laughs> And then there's mixtapes as well have been thrown into the mix, which kind of started out in, like, the 90s with, like, hip-hop. They'd just, like, sample other people's stuff and then... But now it kind of just means, like, oh, it's not as serious as an album. Just, like, lower your expectations. Uh-huh. Okay. But, yeah, an EP is just, like, a shorter... But then again, yeah, like... <sighs> So you found Stevens, All Delighted People? That's an EP, but it's an hour long. So, like, what are we doing here? Oh, you know? right. But he's just done that because he's like, lower your expectations. This isn't a full album. Mm-hmm. I've just released Illinois. You're all waiting <laughs> for my next one. And I can do better this than this. This is an EP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, so, yeah, six months later, of course, Age of Ards came out and everyone was like, this is different. Of course. Well, if yeah. you want to feel, as I do right now, <laughs> as if you're a bit out of your depth... <laughs> Um, yeah, no, you show's so fantastic. any playwright, <laughs> even though I went to drama school and I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, but isn't that like a sad moment of fraudulence where like someone like, I remember having a moment where I was like in the middle of my master's and like a good friend of mine was like, so what's your favourite play? And I did have a moment oh, of like, oh my god. Oh. You asked that to me, like the first time, like we recorded a podcast, like before, you're like, what's your favourite play? And I was like, 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Oh, I hate theatre again. So- yeah, no, I'm sorry for springing that on you. No, no. And I think too as well, like even James and I struggle with ranking things in that sort of way. And I've mm. staunchly since then come out on the side of like calling things your favourite is very juvenile. Yes. I feel like into adulthood, maybe you can have a favourite colour. Maybe you can have a favourite wow. food. But it's like, I think even having a best friend is kind of like... Oh, like yeah. 12 year olds yeah no I like from 18 onwards I was like no nah, we're not having best friends no and it just leads to drama <laughs> <Just> <laughs> that's the thing it comes with expectations it. demands yeah no no um, okay I'm glad we're on the same page about that yeah. sure um, well, no, but get back to like what was so what's what's wrong with <laughs> your life at the moment no you, nothing you I'm crossed just... your arms <laughs> what's wrong <laughs> uh, well I've lost my job yeah <laughs> I can't find it <laughs> um they took it away from me <laughs> um which uh, honestly uh, Honestly, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. <laughs> Blessing in disguise. No, yeah. I've had a lot of time during the day this week, which has been good <laughs> while I do the show. But um, no, I don't know. Just um, honestly, I'm, I'm good. Let's upgrade it again. I'm yeah, doing the oh, show God. and I'm loving it. And Can't relate to that. Usually yeah. I perform something a few times and I'm like, all right, I get it. I'm sick of it now. But we've done eight already and I'm, I'm still loving it. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Oh, good. And I four in Adelaide. So this is the, I've done it 12 times, I guess. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. No, great. I have a lot of, like, which, a lot... I, like, which what? <laughs> it's not even that long. I look at people that have done, like, Harry Potter or Hamilton for, like, two, three years, and I'm like, how do you not just oh my end God. it all every day? The guy playing adult Harry Potter has been in Cursed Child in Melbourne since it opened. That's... I can't get over that. Like, Gemma Ricks was Alpha. Gemma Ricks was Alpha for, like, five years. Why? Why? How? <laughs> I don't know. The paint as well? The paint as well. And it's like, and I know, like, every time, it seems like, it's almost akin to that thing that we've talked about before when you, like, come up, like, after a show and someone's like, how did you remember all those lines? Uh. It's like, you know when people ask people, like, how do you do it over and over again? Mm -hmm. And, like, Whoopi Goldberg has said, like, I could never do that because I hate knowing where I'm going to be every day. Yeah. And it's like, and when people, regardless of the response, I'm always sceptical because so many of them are like, every time you go on, you have to have a new thing you're trying to find or to learn or, like, tonight's going to be different because of this. And it's like, I think after that many alphabets. Yeah. Yeah. You'd run out of stuff. It's like, you can't, you can't go, oh, tonight she'll be Scottish. I wonder how that will go. Like, <laughs> Give it eight weeks and then you're fucked. <laughs> I think. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Having not done it at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. No. At, like, I feel like you'd almost like forget every word in it at a certain point. And you're just like, your mind is completely elsewhere. And you're just praying that your body, m- muscle memory takes over. Yeah. But, like, I would have moments where I'm suddenly like, oh, I'm back in my body and be like, oh, I'm on stage right and now. that's what when you fuck, fuck it. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> realize, when you start yeah. to think about it, that's when it, yeah. Oh my God. Horror. Uh, uh, yeah. No, you'd be looking at like Fierro's face while he's singing and you'd suddenly wake up and be like, know, oh yeah, my God, is. <laughs> this is absurd. Oh my God, there's so many people watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Love that. So it's it's wonderful that even like yeah with that amount of performances under your oh, belt that you still 12? like twelve. Well, do you have any like tricks? Like, what would you tell like an alphabet in the middle yeah. of her run? Do you have any things? To, how do you keep it interesting? God, well, I because my whole thing is like on a slideshow. I used Keynote, not uh, PowerPoint. Okay. I think I'm brave for that. The uh, Apple <laughs> variation because um, Keynote is intended to be something that you can like click along with your speech to, right? Which I guess, I guess is the yeah. same as PowerPoint. Yeah, right? it's the exact same. It's just the Apple version. Oh, oh, so it's just more. But of everyone's a like, it's a PowerPoint show. I'm like, well, technically. <laughs> but anyway, but I'm like taking slides out, putting slides in. Like it genuinely is different for me every time. Oh, exciting! Which I think, I don't know what's coming next half the time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there was one night because I do something that's, an audience member picks a number and then a different thing happens every night. Yep. 
And for a couple of them, I've forgotten entirely what I've put in there. Because I try and have, like, a new joke for each bit. And then I'm like, oh, all right, we're all in this together. What's going to happen? And it keeps me present. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, maybe that's an idea for, like, if you, I don't know, if you, if you are being stuck as Alphabet, maybe ask Stephen Can we Schwartz. change this scene? Yeah, maybe. It would keep things alive. Yeah. Like, that's exciting. I think that's one of the appealing things about the prospect of an understudy. Yeah. You know? Keeps everyone guessing. Like, I was, like, talking to Sebastiano Pitruzzello the other day. Oh, um, who's that? He's this, like, hot Italian guy. You probably know him. Yeah. Um, or you've heard of him. <laughs> uh, he is working as an usher at Harry Potter and the Cursed Child and mm. other things. But he said one of the, like, the blessings of working at Harry Potter and the Cursed Child for so long is, like, he gets to see the moments of, like, things like... They recently got an understudy in from the UK and getting to see the way that oh. this, like, fresh take on this character has affected the other people around them in the show has been such a fascinating experiment, like, for him to watch. And he's one of the few people that will get to see that experiment take place from outside of the show, you know? Because who else has seen no that one's... stupid show so many times? <laughs> and it's shorter to... now. It's only one act. Well, it, it, two acts. Two long four. acts. Yeah, four. <laughs> Which and it needed. Like dinner break. <laughs> They needed every one of those cape swooshes. Oh. And uh, cutting them, I, I imagine it felt like losing some limbs. There was a high piece of art, that four actor. I've not seen it. Yeah, at all? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm brave. Yet again, I'm brave. <laughs> and you're pro the trans community. Exactly. That's the stage you should I didn't play the game in. either. You don't? You what? The, the, the new Harry Potter oh, game. Oh, you didn't play Hogwarts Legacy? <laughs> no. Why? Not that I would anyway. <laughs> but yeah. No, yeah. it's fascinating the amount of people that... You know, still consume it. Still consume Somehow it. Somehow we talk about this every time. <laughs> where we're like, we've found a way, a reason to get away from Harry Potter, and yet everyone's still obsessed. Can we just move on, I don't please? think we can. No. There's a reason now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm doing it because, yeah, obviously you should, because she's a transfer. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Boycotting all the Harry Potter stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. Mean, I don't know. Whatever. Mm. Yeah, well, it no, didn't mean as much to me as a kid, I guess, so... Sure. No, me either. For me, no. So. Like, neither of us have Deathly Hallow tattoos. Thank fuck. Thank fuck. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's like, I was forced to think about this because when I saw Puffs recently, which I was in love with, it was mm-hmm. so, like, Bo Morris Theatre Company did Puffs, um, and uh, I came out of it, and one of the things that I was thinking about, like, in the days following, it's like, oh, God, it's so, like, <laughs> which is not a new thought, we've had it together, the, the, how tragic it is that J.K. Rowling is so atrocious now. Yeah. Um, but then it's like, what she could do, it's like a gift to society, she already has so much goddamn money, why doesn't she just, like, throw Harry Potter into the public domain? Ugh. Wouldn't that be such a blessing to everybody? Yeah. And yeah. Would, and I, I mean, I would see a lot of, like, shit because of it. Oh, of course. Oh, my God. But, yeah. No, but as I, I said when I was, like, discussing past, it's like, my favourite things about Harry Potter in terms of the theatrical output has all been, like, parody stuff. Mm. You know? Yeah. And it's like, and being able to, like, now that Winnie the Pooh's out there, I feel like Popeye is coming soon. <laughs> there are, like, a bunch of these beloved characters that are about to become, like, up for grabs. Mickey yeah. Mouse, and as long as they don't legally push back, I think it's 2027. Sure. No. They're, like... Mm-hmm. Is it, is, doesn't the copyright keep getting pushed back like the law of it because Disney's like here's 10 billion dollars yes <laughs> please three more years which will keep 10 Mickey, more years it'll keep, it'll keep that one mysterious mouse out of our grasp but yeah. imagine if she just like pulled that crank and was just like you can do whatever you want with my stupid little wizards yeah <laughs> I think I don't know people could because then as well you could, you could ingest all of the Hogwarts you wanted and not give her any more money yeah I don't know but it'd save some problems Solve some problems, save some trans people, <laughs> which which is the goal of all this. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, we were talking about your week. <laughs> Eight stars. Eight stars for any reason, or you just like the I don't number? know how many shows I've done so far. I guess. Oh, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm poising. Oh, how um, are you? 
Ah, fine. I guess, outside of comedy stuff, I guess I'll, because we're about to talk about so much comedy festival stuff. That's true. Because it is technically Jake and James's Chuckle Fest. <laughs> yes. Just, yes. This episode And I met James for the very first you, time. That's right. When were you? Stands at the Motley Bauhaus. At the Motley Bauhaus where your show is. Yeah. Okay. How did that, that, that conflict go? Good. He wasn't there to see me, but, uh. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so it could have gone better. Good. No, it's good. You're both gonna hate this. I, I, it was, it was striking how similar his, his, just his mannerisms and his speaking cadence was to yours. Interesting. <laughs> that seems like it's laden with some sort of accusation. No, <laughs> no, but I could just imagine you hating hearing that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like to then <laughs> expand upon that assumption and assume that I would hate that observation, but he would love it. Oh, oh. okay. Which he would hate your observation of. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Yes. Are we following this? We, you're all on the same page as us, right? Yeah, you're trying to be a little crowbar. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so sweet. But, but no, it was very nice. It was very nice? Yes, we sent you a picture. Yes. Oh, favourite picture in the world. Yes. Um, yeah, no, what else? And yeah, no, so talking about things outside of the comedy festival. Outside of the comedy festival, um, I ended up, I don't know if you ever do this, but I ended up on, are you just like ever, for, like for whatever reason, like, in the mood to, like, destroy your happiness for, like, a red-hot hour or so. Oh, yeah. You you get those sorts of sensations. <laughs> yeah. Like, a type of, like, mental self-harm. Yeah. I just sort of, like, found myself on this website that I try to avoid oh. so hard. Wikifeet. Not Wikifeet. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I was like, there's this theatre critic that I loathe mm. because she is, like, especially in the independent theatre scene... Like, famous for just, like, being cruel to people. Okay. And, like, upsetting so many people. Like, if you, as every performer does, people... You know how people just have that, like, trauma review? Where it's like, so what's the worst thing you've been told in a, in a review? And the first thing they come out with is like, oh, with this one time, this person yeah. said this about me? This woman is responsible for so many of those stories. Yeah. She's just, like, oh, this, wow. like, vicious, stupid lady that really just... I think she's really, really smart and just hurts a lot of people's feelings. And so I just found myself on her blog last night. Yeah. <laughs> just like going through and just being like, for whatever reason, my, my mind was like, Jake, do you want to be mad right now? It's like, I'm already pretty mad about like stuff. It was pushing like, no. a loose tooth. It's pushing a loose tooth. Yeah, it's like sticking a <laughs> finger in a wound. Yeah. <laughs> recently. <laughs> like, yeah, recently. I love sugar. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I just ended up on this website. It was not good for my mental health. But yeah. I was just like, I just, it's seething. Mm. I was just so mad. Mm. And then I was like, now I have to try to get to sleep. <laughs> Any like shows that you loved? And then... Um, or just it, random... It was mostly things where I was like, I saw shows that she had seen that I hadn't especially responded to. And then I would go on to her review of it and she'd be like, genius, it's top notch stuff. And I'm like, you're a fool. <laughs> because she's endorsing all these things that need to change. But the things that tend to make me the maddest is when, like, regardless of how good or interesting I think a show is, and this is what tends to make me the maddest with her, is like I go onto those those reviews mm-hmm. and she's like, because she clearly hasn't understood something or doesn't appreciate something unique about it, she will just say that like the cruelest shit and be like, cut this, this doesn't work, this is bad. It's like... Motherfucker, how about you open yourself up to the artistry of these people? Yeah. And what? And she clearly must give no thought, or she just has no heart. It gives no thought to the like the idea of these people vulnerably putting something out into the world that they think is interesting, and they intend it for the people that it's intended for. Like people sure. make work for the sure. people that like it. Yeah. Not you, <laughs> who wants to cyber bully them to death. <laughs> Oh my god, no. If you're gonna be in this industry, you gotta get a thick skin. Oh my god! <laughs> That's insane. If you're gonna be critiqued. If you're gonna work here, there's gonna be a man out the front that will try to shoot you every time you come to work. <laughs> That's just the expectation. That's just the expectation. You <laughs> knew what you were getting into. Exactly. We're not gonna fire him. 
He's part of the furniture. He's going to fire at you. Yeah, that's it. Thank People you. are going to get shot. Yeah, yeah, no. So that's that. Sorry to start with such negativity at wow. the top of it. How many stars? Oh my god. Negative seven. I oh. just. Yeah, she makes me really mad. That she equals one between us. The what? One star between us. It does. <laughs> That's a nice shiny way to start. Good. Look at you with the, the quick mathematics. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk about some comedy festival shows? I'd love to. Hey, Connor. <laughs> oh, what's wrong? You weren't ready. <laughs> I'm getting through this water. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drown. All right, let's go. You ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so I went to uh, back in, what's it called? Storyville. Oh, yes. Yes. yes Have you yes, seen yes, a show yes. there yet for Comedy Fest? Or Not this year. But you've been there to see a show before. Yes. It's Story covered World. in plants, right? Covered in <laughs> plants. Like, like plants and fungi. And fungi and like like big, like, like huge picture books and stuff. Like it's yeah. kind of got like an Alice in Wonderland energy. Like kind of like suck into a picture book kind yeah. of thing. And it's like on the third story or something. Yeah, because you like you go up a bunch of stairs and then you like you turn There's left. There's like a big bar. Yes. <laughs> or like a thri- at least when I went, it was thriving. Everyone was going like off the walls. This bar. And it's like, oh yeah. By the way, here's a broom closet where there's a show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was in that same broom closet. <laughs> it's a great menu. No. Oh my god. It's never want me there. <laughs> oh, super duper lovely. Yeah. No. So I went there to see Gay Horseplay, which was like a split oh, bill. Yeah. And then yeah. you saw the show. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh huh. It was called Gay Horseplay, and it was like a split bill like stand up comedy thing. That Oh, cute. Carmelo Costa and Jackson Garney were doing together. Fun. Indeed. Yeah, no, and it was introduced by Jackson and was like, we're friends. We met each other in like the, the stand up comedy circuit and now we are like gay pals and we do like stand up oh. comedy. And so they cut the thing in half and did half of it each. Fun. Super fun. Did they do any of it together? No, apart from like sort of like hugging in the middle. <laughs> no, which was sweet. <laughs> and then they turn around and one walks off, one stays on. It was thoroughly choreographed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was nice. Um, full disclosure, I know Carmelo to the extent that maybe in our lives we've had half a conversation because in high school our friendship circles overlapped slightly. Oh, that same year level. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yep. Well, there you go. There I do go. Yeah, no. So I just, that for some reason felt necessary to throw on the table. <laughs> Part of sort of like Jackson's introduction to the entire piece was um, on top of like, welcome to country. We are doing a split bill, all these things. Also said how much he wanted to, especially in marketing the show and even naming the show, they wanted to create a queer space because they believe that we need more queer spaces. Mm. Which was an interesting way to... That, that's a cool thought. And so before we even get into what the show was about, I wanted to ask you um, if you agree with that. And also, what would those spaces be like? Oof. Um, in like, just in general? Yeah. Or like, in comedy? You decide. Ooh. Ooh. What, what interests um, you the most? I don't know. In comedy, I feel like there's a lot of like, queer spaces now, but it still feels like it's not, like it's sort of fringe. But then when you think of like, proper stand-up, it's like, not as incorporated yet. But maybe that's just my perspective. But no, fuck it. More queer spaces. Why not? Yeah. I want to go there. Sure. I want to hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there part of you, like, you saying that, like, the, the, the queer spaces in comedy feel a bit fringy? Do you... Because part of me is attracted to that idea in the way that, like, I, I kind of enjoy being on the fringe yeah. in that sort of way. Um, do you feel the same way? Or do you think the fringe is the wrong spot to have the majority of queer spaces? Because, I don't know, at a certain point, you can't really... If it's going to be, like, the mainstream, you can't really segregate at all. You know? That's where the melting pot is. <laughs> right, sure. And then, okay. I guess, the fringe is just, like, all the little groups hanging out by themselves. Sure, okay. <laughs> and then we all meet in the middle, we go, all right, this is what's happening over in our, our space. Let's get the best of us in there. Okay, okay, sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> sure. So when it comes to critical appeal and acclaim, <laughs> we have a little yeah, yeah testing yeah, yeah. zone. Okay, great. <laughs> we have infighting, and then we're like, all right, you, you're gonna make it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, good. And all minorities love one hero that gets all the money. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, great. Okay, cool. So yeah, then I'll just get on to like... <laughs> so I guess I'll like paint a picture in terms of like the tone of the entire thing. Like something that only occurred to me kind of like the day after I saw it was like, what was like the vibe of like... There were two different guys, but they have a lot uh-huh. of similarities in terms of like the tone and like the things that they were talking about. And I sort of came out of it thinking that like... Um, I enjoyed listening to the two of them. I liked their voices. I liked the way they talked. Um, part of it was like the darkness of the entire thing. And I'd say that it kind of felt like... The two of them, it felt a bit like the tone of going on like a second hinge date with a person, but between the first and the second hinge date, they've decided they don't like you very much, so they're just going to try to like scare you off by being kind of like mean and flippant and terrifying. Yeah, sure. That's <laughs> kind of the energy of it, I suppose, is how I came out of it feeling. Um, so in yeah. like an intentional in an content intention- way or like, oh, this isn't appealing at all. <laughs> in the hypothetical date scenario or in the on in stage? what you're actually receiving on stage. Uh, no, <laughs> no on stage, like, like, they were very much especially- scaring me off. <laughs> in terms of, no, in terms of comedy, that's an alluring thing because I think what they definitely accomplished, which I did, uh, yeah, it was fun to get to reflect upon what I found engaging about them. And I think a large part of it was like the sense of them being quite like, glibly and flippantly brave with the things that they were willing to say and talk about um because i really appreciate it and i think especially carmelo had this energy of like being kind of like done with things and being like okay everything's fucked and because it's so fucked let's just talk about it because like what are the stakes of talking about it because Mm. it's everything's such a mess and especially like it was very like queer centric as well like the the subject matter they were dealing with and it was very much like ugh. Everything's kind of, like, dirty and on fire, so, like, what, why are we treating anything like it's sacred anymore, so let's just start talking about everything. Yeah. And I think that's always, like, an exciting energy to come at things from. Because, yeah, discussing anything with a level of sanctity, I think, is always a little bit deadening and dull. Um, so they avoided that, which was nice. That's cool. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there was, <laughs> um, a, 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 like, a, I think, a, like, a sadly relatable moment that was brought up in terms of, like, the sensation, and, and sort of start with maybe one of the sadder things discussed, but um, talking about the anxiety surrounding the, the their looming sort of opening night performance and having to go on stage and do this show, and this right. sensation of, like, brushing their teeth one day in the bathroom, and then, like, feeling, a, like, a, hearing a plane come really close to the house, <laughs> and being, like, ready for it to... <laughs> crash into him and have it all be over and like the sense of like impending relief that could come with a plane based murder <laughs> yeah <laughs> do you relate to that feeling at all oh yes <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah leading yeah, up yeah. to the first of like anything especially that feeling of like I didn't have to be doing this I've done this to myself yes like I'm about to walk on stage I don't want to do this <laughs> I'm to blame. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then after it's done, being like, oh, that's why I do this. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Yeah. But leading up to it, boof. <laughs> Terrible. Amazing in the way that it's like, and maybe this means less than I think it does, but it's like, I'm so afraid of death. Like, I do not want to yeah. die. But then well, these moments emerge. Like, even when I feel turbulence on a plane, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> Let's do it. Because <laughs> it's like the, the controls taken out, like, taken away. And then God. it's like tragic, you know? Yeah. And everyone be like, oh. God. Oh, and he just because yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if you were to not to get too dark, not take it. it into your own hands, then it's kind of like it has a weird, like a different sort of sadness to it. Yeah. But if it's like, oh, how tragic! He he never knew it just happened. Mm-hmm. Then I don't know. There's something 
quite nice about that. No, I get that. I get that for sure. I wish I didn't. Yeah. I, yeah, there's certainly something, even that thing too that you just said about like, I'm putting myself on stage and I did this to myself, yeah, whereas yeah. I'm getting hit with a plane. You didn't do that. Nah. You're right. Oh my yeah. God. You know, the blissful comfort of victimhood. And especially if it's before you're about to do something you've created like that, mm-hmm. then... Because you've died, people will just assume it would have been amazing. And yes. it's like, you know, <laughs> weirdly we place so much more importance on something that's like, oh, but he was just, oh, I bet it was going to be fucking incredible and he never got the chance. People love that narrative. Completely they yeah. do. It's, and not to, <laughs> not to throw potatoes at something that is very, very, like, holy, but like, even when like a, <laughs> when like, like, a, like, a, you know, like a, like a, you know, like a, like a, like a wonderful youngish person passes away. Uh, the, the, the potential they had is part exactly. of the tragedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like similar to, and not to spoil anything, but something that comes up in your show is like the thing of like, you say that the best thing that you can do to sell your album is to die. It, it just goes gangbusters after that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gay horseplay. <laughs> Gay horseplay. <laughs> um, and it certainly meant to like, when Kamalu sort of like brushed up against the subject of his depression, I was very keen to, and that's the thing, if I were able to like, like walk, even if Carmelo was like, I want to turn this into like an hour, mm. me selfishly as an audience member would be like, if you're taking suggestions from the audience, be like, please talk more about your depression and how sad you get. <laughs> because I can just like never get enough of people talking about that sort of thing, especially yeah. someone with like eloquence and a, a willingness to be kind of like vulnerable and dirty and sad. Yeah. You know? And funny. And funny. Hopefully. Helpful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I'd agree with that. Um, a kind of cathartic, like, oh yeah. And it's more comforting that way. It's like, oh yeah, we all experience this. Let's laugh about it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. 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 I'd say just like two more things to talk about in terms of like the content that they brought up. I thought one was like, um, there was a fisting story in there. Fun. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think th I'm really interested in the, like, it's happening currently thus far. And I'll talk about this more. Fisting. With, like, Fisting. <laughs> a lot of fisting is going on. Can we talk about it? Um, another trend, like fisting over like the last few years, I've found at least has been like a very present thing in terms of like the things that we're willing to talk about comedically in terms of like, I'd say this year with comedy festival shows that I've seen thus far, polyamory is getting thoroughly analyzed, oh, yeah. which I'm really into. And then as those well, damn polycules. Those, <laughs> what's a polycule? That's like the conglomerate of people that are like, not necessarily like there's a there's a string connecting them all through relationships. Oh, okay, great. Like, there's seven of them all together because this person's dating that person, but that person's with that person. So that's the polycule. that's a polycule. Yeah. Oh, so it's like a molecule. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Is that where it comes from? But poly. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, interesting. Well, yeah. So polycules are getting a rigorous go around this year, but I feel like it's interesting watching, at least to me, at least, um, the the. Like the burgeoning popularity of like talking about fisting as a comic device, uh -huh. because it seems to me to at least be like an interesting journey for a subject matter to go on in the way that it seems to be an example of what I think maybe is like the way that things get normalized is like they begin as kind of like a shocking outlier, yeah. then they become embraced comedy, and then that makes them a more digestible thing that then can just be entered into like the everyday sexual zeitgeist, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Furries a few years ago, mm -hmm. that was like the big thing, and now yes. it's kind of like. It's almost hacked to talk about it in that way, and it's like, oh, come on, it's fine. Like, yeah, I don't know. So I feel like more people are getting fisted because of comedy, and that's the goal, isn't it? I think <laughs> that's what we're all doing here. <laughs> the, the, the 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 premise and the thing that was discussed specifically was the idea of like a straight couple going to like the hot springs to rekindle their closeness, and mm. that being a real red flag in terms of like that seems like the sort of thing that a couple does before they're going to break up Fine. and then that couple does go on to break up is the story that gets told right um so i was curious to ask you like is there anything that like you you seem to like 
have observed about couples in terms of that style of behavior, or even if you want to talk about like the the, the like the social media version of a couple and anything about that like, as an outsider or as an insider, you are in a relationship Thank um, you. that you find <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Thank you true. for noticing. Someone likes me enough to stay with me. Um, oh, I can't think of anything like that, but at least on like socials and stuff, mm. it's interesting the couples that like, it feels as if when they like post something, it's like, oh my God, I love you so much, babe. And then like the other one comments like, love you too, babe. And it's like, <laughs> are you trying to prove to us how in love you are? Like, it seems very... Not performative, but just sort of like they're convincing themselves mm-hmm. almost. Sure. And I know people that have done this that have been together for years and years and years. So mm-hmm. what the fuck do I know? But um, yeah, little things like that. But no, no hot springs <laughs> <laughs> come into this. Do, do you know someone that has been to the hot springs and you're like, well, <laughs> no, it's TikTok. No, until gay horseplay, I'd never considered it to be a thing. But right. it, yeah, it, yeah, no, I trust Carmelo. Yeah, I imagine it must be something. Um. No, but I, I certainly like. Mm. I'm certainly like in the, the like I don't know the wilderness of like a lot of people that I know, <laughs> like getting like married. There's a lot of babies being crapped out, but I'd say like marriage for some reason. Like I, I understand like people have a baby and they get like pretty obsessed with it, and I, I understand that because like anything that you love, if you've got social media and you use it that way, it makes sense for you to be like telling people about it all the time. Yeah. I recently met a friend that loves cooking, and all I see is a bunch of like different like you know like dishes that he prepares. So it's like okay. But if you're gonna cook a dish, you've got to cover its face. You know, yeah, the... they can't consent. Yet. <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. I don't need it. You it's a very to young dish. Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make it own Instagram. Yeah. They can share what they want on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. But yeah. But when, when it comes to like, I think my current fixation is like wedding photos mm. and people talking about their weddings on the internet, people talking about other people's weddings on the internet, people reflecting on their weddings so consistently, like based on the way that people talk about them. I, the number of times that it's like one year ago, I married my best friend. It's like, how, if I ever get married, <laughs> how much time will I spend thinking about my wedding day? It's uh, up to you. Thank you. My partner recently worked a wedding. As a what? As, like, drinks, bar staff. Okay. <laughs> I won't tell you where. <laughs> um, but apparently, like, yeah, sort of was watching it. was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that on TikTok. I've seen that on TikTok. Like, like what sort of things? Like, like, like place you know, settings? Like fire and, like, the uh-huh. way they came out to what song and what they did and, like, mm. the sort of, like, a lot of money, over-the-top sort of things. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's from TikTok, that's from TikTok. And, yeah, she was just sort of wondering, like, how much of this is for, like, the video mm. and, like, the appeal and the spectacle Versus, like, is this what you want for your day? Are you having a good time? Or do you want everyone to look at this later on and be like, wow, it was magical. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, that's fine. If that's what they want, Mm. that's what they did. So that's what they got. But, um, yeah. How much of this is for, like, the picture of it? Versus, like, are you you enjoying this? Yeah. Is this something that's special to you? Or you saw it on a TikTok three months ago and went, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what we want our friends to be telling people that they saw it. Yeah, exactly. Sure. But I guess maybe, I don't know, I guess like the immediate like shallow cynical part of me is like, oh, that's so empty. Like, oh, it's all spectacle. Oh, it's for other people to clap at and think that like you're impressive. But I suppose too, like it's kind of like maybe matches the origin of the thing in the first place. Like, again, this is a cynical perspective, but like if weddings outside of them being marriage, weddings themselves are kind of just like 
a weird ritual that we do. Oh, yeah. You know, like, outside of, like, the legal tetherings, it's like... Come look okay. how in love we are! Yeah, <laughs> and, like, it's it's still, like, I don't know, bringing a bunch of people into a barn and then declaring that you're going to have sex for a while. Yeah. Um, and then you clump a bunch and of stuff And then not at all. That. Yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> from right here. Yeah, and I've seen everybody loves Raymond. <laughs> yeah. It's... Let's run a polycule. Yeah. Yeah. There's oh, someone else in there. Those lucky idiots. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so maybe it's just as empty as the rest of it, I guess. I don't know. And maybe in that way, it's also like as meaningful as the rest of it too. You know, like if it is all just extending from a desire to showcase your love to people. Yeah. Maybe it's super beautiful. And I don't know, Instagram algorithms have taught us to be jaded about it. Potentially. Because it does feel a bit like, and I talked a little bit about this when talking about um, Connor Morell's Lovely Day to Be Online. Uh The idea of it seeming like these algorithms are teaching us how to live and how to perform for each other. And are providing a landscape upon which for us to kind of like be each other's jesters and be each other's celebrities. And the inherent darkness of that, I suppose. Um, But I don't know, maybe believing that it's dark is just like resisting what the world's turning into, maybe. (sighs) (laughs) But on that, gay horse play. Yeah, (laughs) gay horse play, Bring it back slightly and then tangent off immediately. (laughs) You're doing a split bill. Okay. two of you... Do you go first or second? Um, it would depend on who the other person is. Okay. Um, my instinct is to go second. Right. Yeah. Why? Because I like the idea of the crowd being warmed up already. Okay. But again, that would assume that I have faith in the person going first. Yeah. You know, because if I thought the person going before me, um, imagining that we, because I imagine if I were with a pal, I would have complete faith in their abilities. Sure. If I were paired with some like rando that I didn't trust, I'd be like. I'll go first because I don't know that you aren't going to ruin everything. Sure. Um, Let's say it's me. If it's you. Oh, that's fine. Oh, I'm going oh, first. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not turning up. <laughs> yeah. No, I think... Oh, uh, yeah. Then we... No, we negotiate and I'd see if you had a stronger feeling than I did about what you wanted to okay, do. Okay. But yeah. you get to make the final decision. If I had to make the final decision, I think... I think I'd want you to go first because I feel like you would be anxious for the first half if you didn't get to go first. So I'd want you to go first so that you could be calm for the rest of it. I think that's, that's, what exa- I that's like half my. Re- I want to go first. Oh, great! <laughs> Always. Why do you want to go first? Because yeah, otherwise I'm sitting there for half of it, being like, "Okay, I'm on next." Yes. <laughs> and freaking out. Plus, <laughs> if the other person's better and a lot better, mm. I'd rather them not know that the other person's better while I'm on stage. Smart. You yeah. know, because yeah, they're yeah. like, "Oh, this isn't as good." And the the mm. second one, likely there's a comparison being made, whether conscious or not. Or at least maybe that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so first, you're just... That's it. That's all I'm getting. Yes. And if you're better, Mm. then great. They're like, oh, this guy isn't as good for the second one, and you were the better one. Or (laughs) it's all about who's better, clearly. (laughs) It's a competition. (laughs) But yeah, no, first. Always first. Because then I'm done, then I can actually watch and relax and enjoy Mm. my friend. That's smart. No, that's really clever. And that's almost like similar to the thing that I talk about, like, auditions. Like, you either want to be first, or you want to be last, or you want to be, like, after lunch. There's, like, the places (laughs) that you want to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never remember what's in the middle. No, no, unless it's like astonishing, but you have to, you have so, oh, it's yeah. so uphill, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, so anyway, gay horseplay. Amazing, that yeah. sounds fun. Hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> um, so I went to th- <laughs> establish the warmth and now let's talk. Um, so I went to Theory Bar. Why are you making that face? I'm not familiar. It used to be Loot Bar. I'm more familiar. And now it's underneath, it's underneath Improv Conspiracy. Right. Have you been to any in of the these city? Pl- in the city? Or the one in, like, Carlton? What country are you from? The what? In Carlton? What's in Carlton? <laughs> Isn't there, like, an improv something there? If. If. 
Oh, maybe they used to be there? Or maybe there's two venues? Yeah, I think so. If this one's on, like... This... Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Collins? It's off Burke. (laughs) I guess technically off Little Collins as well, if that alley goes the whole way through. Oh. Yeah, it's like Maya's place. It's like next to where Lane's Edge is. I'm there. Yeah? It's there. In my mind's eye. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's where Theory Bar is. Fun. And that's where I went to see Be Good by Laura Josephine. Sure. Yeah, right. Um, went was well, went with beautiful British Johnny. He was running late. The wonderful woman at the box office was like, I'll let him in when he gets here. He was five minutes late. Walked in, handled it very smoothly. Very oh, stressful wow, for old Jake. But yeah, went well. And several people were later than him. Oh, So, uh, not the worst ones at the show. Hard to find venue or? Nope. Uh, well, no, it's... Apparently. Uh, yeah, well, you could barely comprehend it, so maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's called Be Good. Be and Good. The, be Good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like Johnny. Is that a person or just like a song? Johnny Be Good. Oh, I think it's just a... Ooh. I think maybe it's a pun name. A pun name? Maybe his middle name is like Barry, and his last name is Good, with oh. an E on the end. And it's like, Johnny Be Good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What is my brain trying to make me talk about? Boy Named Sue. That's what I'm trying to think. But yeah, yeah. no. That's a fun song. <laughs> Ivana Brayhouse did a good version of it once. Anyway. <laughs> um, so be Good. Be Good. Of be the good. Johnny. Was it by Andrew O'Keefe's dad or something is that the same is that the guy who did it you know andrew o'keefe deal or no deal yeah wasn't his uncle like a famous rock star i would say no maybe maybe but i don't think johnny be good i think that's no was by andrew o'keefe's uncle and then it was like back to the future he was like he came up with it right oh is that that song is that the one that michael j fox does and then that phone man is like y'all gotta hear this (laughs) it's the new sound is that what that song is i think it is and then it's like, because who originally did it? Um, oh, I don't know, but for the sake of the thing, they're black. And then people were like, Back to the Future's trying to say that a white artist came up with it. And it's like, I don't think it's that deep. Oh, but, that's interesting. <laughs> but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Good if you'd be careful. Yes. yes. Oh, interesting. Chuck Berry? Chuck Berry. Is that Is that the someone? one getting called on the phone in Back to the Future? Maybe. These are good trivia questions. <laughs> that we don't have the answers <laughs> we to. We don't. So be good. Be good by Laura <laughs> Josephine. So went there, sat down, show uh-huh. started, and then sort of like begins, and it's clearly like from the start, it's like got songs in it, which is always exciting, you know? Like yeah. original songs that she sings to like a backing track. And that's super charming. Um, yeah. And begins, and it's kind of like immediately we sort of dive into this world that is kind of built on the tropes of 90s, like 90s, early noughties, like teen movies. Fun. Um, that kind of thing. So it's like very much like the, like, I'm not like a regular girl. I've got a backpack on and I'm like misunderstood and I like books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That type of character. And then this day comes along where she's trying to prove herself to a bunch of like cool kids. Um, and they lose their bocce ball in a, like a spooky looking house. <laughs> I'm already in love with all of this. <laughs> So she has to go and fetch this bocce ball in order to, like, please these cool kids and sure. convince them that she's cool. One she... of the bocce balls or one of the small ball that you have to throw the bocce ball at? Is that called a jack? Oh. Or, or is there, like, an Italian word for that? Because I feel like it's a jack in lawn bowls, but maybe it's, like, il giacomo oh. during bocce. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's an il giacomo. Il giacomo. That's what it is. <laughs> um, and so she goes in to find, I think, a bocce ball. Like, one yeah. of the big biased ones. Right. Are they biased in bocce? Biased? You know how in lawn bowls they like have a bias towards one way or the other. Oh, I oh, I always thought they had like liquid in them, like a magic eight ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> liquid. So it's more likely to stop at a certain point, but it's not necessarily weighted one side. But that in bocce or in both? Eh, bocce. In bocce. Yeah. I wonder. I I do too because I don't know. 
Fun trivia question. Yet again, no answers. <laughs> Our bocce ball's full of liquid, please let us know. Um, so she goes in to find a potentially full of liquid bocce ball inside yeah. of this spooky house to impress her not-yet-friends. Uh-huh. And then while she's in there, the she's telling the story, the lighting state goes green, which is always exciting. Yeah. Do you want to guess why it went green? Uh, define gravity. What, how was that a guess? <laughs> <laughs> Did she start singing Define Gravity? No, that's a... <laughs> she, ah! Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Thank um, you. <laughs> Gemma. Um, that, it's a witch's house. Sure. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, no, you were close. Of, yeah. Yes, no. And honestly, when it went green, I was like a little bit titillated. And then when she became the witch, I was like, I'm so excited. And immediately made me just like intimately aware of how excited I am anytime you're in like a witch's house or a witch appears <laughs> or a witch has something to say. You're like, like, where's I mean, this cauldron? Like, <laughs> like, oh my God. It immediately like to make, makes the story so immediately captivating to me. Yeah. If okay. a witch gets involved, I'm in. <laughs> Do you have a favorite witch? <laughs> I know, and again, let's not say favorite. Do you have a witch that immediately springs to mind when you think of good witch? No. Nah? Nah. Do you not Sorry. like witches? N- apparently not. Really? None have touched your life. Witch? I don't know. No. No. None. Wow. No. All right. Nah. Cool. Moving on. <laughs> um, yeah, so then what happens is <laughs> this witch um, gives her like two options. And it's like... Um, whether or not you want to be like a good person and go out there and like continue being like someone that makes other people happy or not is kind of the thing, you know. Or okay. you can be like friends with these people, you know. And what oh, is, okay, right. and what sort of eventually like her decision and then what the you can be hot and mean and popular <laughs> or a good person. You can be a good person that makes everyone <laughs> around them very happy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes everyone happy. Like that's kind of the thing. Like the option she goes okay. with is like being a good person and everyone around her is like really happy and comfortable all the time. Sure. Um, yeah. And then the show that then happens and the story that we hear about then and then through songs and all that sort of thing is like seeing the consequences of being the sort of person that is like then like doomed to be a people pleaser for the rest of their life. Yeah. And that's kind of what the show is analyzing. Be good. Be good. Yeah. No. So what is your relationship with people pleasing? Oh, um, not too much. I feel like I sort of broke out of that quickly, I think. Out of people pleasing? I think so, yeah. I, I, I like to be nice. I'm not like a dick, I think. Mm-hmm. Let me know <laughs> in the comments. Um... <laughs> But no, no, I, I, I'm definitely good at like setting boundaries and being like, no, I can't, I don't have the brain capacity to do that. Like, if you can't cancel on your friends, who can you cancel on? That's <laughs> um, But no, I, I don't find myself doing things just to be nice and to help people. Usually there's an ulterior motive. If I'm not getting anything out of it, why are we here? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm only here for this podcast. I was, about- clout. <laughs> I was gonna say, this is good to know about it, pal. <laughs> Um, and you? <laughs> no, your oh. favorite witch? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no. I'd say probably I don't know, like Prue Hallowell is the one that comes to mind, of course. But no, and, and you shouldn't know who that is. She's like the one. Charmed. That, she's the one that dies in Charmed. Oh, yeah, oh. Oh. yeah. No, <laughs> devastating. <laughs> yeah, no. Watching Death their real works. life relationships moving forwards is very interesting. More and more, I learn about Alyssa Milano. The less I like her. <gasps> Yeah. Gasp. Yes, gasp indeed. <laughs> um, so I just want to say that in, on top of like Laura Josephine just being like a very like lovely, likable, talented lady on stage, um, and and yeah, watching her like musical abilities and sensibilities and all that sort of thing sort of play out in the way that the music really supported the plot was really cool. Um, there was like some fun like fun like rhymes and turns of phrase that were in there too. I'd say like something that was like, I'd say that, like the most charming thing in terms of like the stagecraft and the way that the show functioned was like the tone of the entire thing. Right. Like it was very like. Somehow felt like very like soft and warm and almost like 
it kind of felt like the sort of story that she could tell her children one day. Okay. Like it was that type of thing, you know? Like it almost felt like like going to Storyville, it felt a little bit like having fallen into a children's book. And that that was the the softness with which everything was hitting us as an audience, on top of it being very funny. Um, which I appreciated. Like it was a nice way to feel at the theatre. Especially yeah. like, a, like a sweet little space like that. It was really lovely. Cute. Yeah, it was cool. And she was presumably playing the witch. She was everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. 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 Nailed the witch. It was very like hunchy and like spooky claw hands. <laughs> nasal. Na- yeah. Oh, a little. Not that nasal. Somewhere in the middle. Okay. Like, almost good. like just sort of like a, like a like grumpy. A nod. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm aware of the trope. <laughs> We're moving past it. Mm-hmm. But there's a long lineage. I have to you know, pay respect to. Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, no. And so I was I was curious to talk to you about the sort of like with this, I'd say we're sort of at the point, like especially in the wake of like, I don't know, not another teen movie and all these sorts of things happening with her utilizing this, this like, I've got a backpack on and I like to read this idea mm. of like that type of like, I guess that isn't main, maybe that is what main character energy is. Maybe like the downtrodden trophy version of it, of believing like I'm not like other girls, that yeah. type of thing. And the way that that type of like 90s, early noughties sensibility of storytelling and character presentation has become a thing that people especially um, sort of around our age and our generation are using that in order to tell stories that not just critique that style of storytelling or those tropes, but are kind of using it as a way to analyse the things we've been taught about ourselves through media. Yeah. I suppose. Um, it's a fantastic shorthand to like immediately get mm. everyone onside one because it's like I know that yeah <laughs> I grew up with that too <laughs> and it's like a parody of that and also critiquing it and a celebration of it all at the same time yeah which we love to see yeah <laughs> but then yeah it's just like a great shorthand to be like all right I don't know I know exactly who this person is I'm on board now you don't have to do a massive setup because mm. you can just sort of use someone's pre-existing ideas and media knowledge. To have this character, you know, all these, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I think it's a great way to sort of do it. And then to weave your own story in there, it's really smart. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, Use it to your advantage. Are you, like, are you the sort of person that's seen a lot of those sorts of movies? Did you? No, no. not at all. Really? Yeah. Did, like, at the time, I was like, these suck. Why are we watching these? <laughs> so there was never one that you, like, related to, even, like, in terms of, like, the protagonists. Was there anything that resonated with you? No. A lot of, like, kids' movies and sort of, I guess, even, like, teen things. I don't know. I I, ne- I was always like, this isn't very good. Why are we... For me... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm the youngest of four, so maybe I was, like, you know, watching stuff they were watching and be like, oh, yes, this is what I like. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I talked then. I grew out of it. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. Any, like, any Disney films? No, haven't seen them. Um, and all these teen films? No. So, was there, like, a book or something? Like, did you, did any sort of, like, these sorts of stories resonate with you in any sort of, like, form? Was there, like, a, like a cartoon or was there, like, a, a book character that you were, like, that feels a bit like me or this is a story that will stick with me? Not really. Cool. I don't okay. know. I, I'm, I'm the main character. <laughs> so. I'm kind of unprecedented. So. <laughs> Unique? Um, no, yeah. Mm. Which is, I don't know. A lot of TV at the time, but like nothing that was. Yeah. Yeah. I had no childhood, I guess. Oh, great. <laughs> Happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you? Uh, oh. Um, 10 Things I Hate About You. That is. That absolutely uh, sprung to mind. There we yes, go. in the way, like, I. Yeah. That certainly. way you can still say it's Shakespeare. Exactly. <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> the highbrow teen stuff I was more into. Yeah, I'd say certainly no. Like, yeah, Katarina Stradford, like the Julia Stiles character in 10 Things I Hate About You, I, yeah, felt a lot for in the way, like, she was, like, a bit, like, 
isolated and bookish mm. and and like snide and enjoyed words. Yeah. I'd say those are things that always resonated with me with her. There was a like I remember yeah, was super into the movie. There was like a day that I spent like watching it and writing down all the words I didn't know and then looking up what they all meant. Oh my god. <laughs> Just to feel more of a like a part of it. <laughs> I'm so clutching was... my chest and oh my god, that's so cute <laughs> sort of way. For sure. the listener. <laughs> um yeah, so that was that I guess. Do you um, remember any of the words? Uh, oh, yeah. Tumescent means swollen. Tempestuous. Oh, is that why turmeric is a great um, anti-inflammatory? <laughs> oh, my God. Wait, is that stupid? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think so. I'm not going to waste time thinking about that if you're joking. <laughs> I don't know. Nate, oh. Is there an R in tumescent? Um, like chur? Oh, no, there's not. There is well, in turmeric, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Turmeric. Turmeric. What other words? Um, tempestuous, which is like, a, like grumpy. Um, grumpy and like quick to anger. Um, yeah, I suppose that, and even just like picking apart like fun sentences that she said, because just like the way that she used language, I always found very intoxicating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost in the same way that I found like the dialogue in Ever After, which I talk about too often, like the Drew Barrymore, Angelica Houston, Cinderella version, like Cinderella-esque story. I'm nodding with a blank face. It's the one where they <laughs> pretend it's actually history because like Da Vinci is in it. Like, okay. It's incredible cinema, but like the way that they use language in that as well is one right. of the things that made me fall in love with words. Like that was ah. one of those movies. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, sidestepping that, let's not talk about Drew Barrymore because I will do it. <laughs> um, I'd say she's like, in the rain. In the she rain. loved it. Oh, wait, which when? That video, she's like, ah. Oh, Drew Barrymore does love the rain. <laughs> oh, and having a speech impediment unabashedly. Oh, does uh, she? But you know how she sort of talks out of the side of her mouth? <laughs> 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 Have you never noticed Drew no! Barrymore? She's got like an iconic like lisp thing. Oh, wow, okay. Oh, and I am staunchly oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's a beautiful voice. And thank God no one tried to stop her from doing it. Anyway, don't let me get mad about that. <laughs> because I will. Be good. <laughs> and I guess one... <laughs> Be Good by Laura Josephine. What a talented lady. One final thing. If we're going to talk about like what our generation has used in terms of like things that were tropes that have then become tools and then have then become shorthands. Yeah. Can you project like what? Because you're on the cusp of Gen Z-hood, aren't you? Or do you continue? Yeah, I think I'm... What is it? Millennial? Is that the... Well, I think for, yeah, you're, you're or is it X. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm technically millennial, but like cusp, cusp. Okay. <laughs> I'm a Gen Z rising. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you see, like, is there an element of like media intended for that generation that you think they will come to question or interrogate or use in the same way that we do? Ten things I hate about you, style Twilight style protagonists. Yeah, I mean, I guess TikTok, right? Like, yeah. But that's already, like, something happens and then immediately it's parodied. Immediately it's, like, got ten layers of irony steeped. Like, it's... Right, yeah. That's interesting. I feel like almost the turnaround is, like, ridiculous now. Right. And, like, I think I might have even said this last time I was here, but, like, everything is being parodied or everything has a sketch about it now. Every element of society is, like, having that little, like... You ever notice how, uh... Mm. That stand-ups used to do where now it's, like... A video of someone as a server at a restaurant and it's like oh yeah they do do that thing and then that gets parodied a million times mm. and then every little moment every little minutia of society and living with other people has been parodied and made into a skit or a sketch and like mm. so i don't know maybe maybe we'll see some tiktok shows in 10 years sure <laughs> like, right. remember when this happened <laughs> maybe it's going to implode on, in on itself well i guess it would have to in order for it to become something that you could look exactly. back on right yeah. yeah yeah but you're so no right. one's Everything... doing like oh, like, YouTuber-style things, because that still kind of exists. Yeah. You right, because it, it does need to stop before you can look back at it. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not really that same sort of teen movie. 
No, not one without a sense of like nostalgia to it or a self-awareness yeah. to it. Because even He's All That had a TikTok star in it. Yeah. Which is maybe an interesting juncture of these two points. Yeah. And streaming. That's changing Also streaming, that is. It's a real game changer. Even seeing the trailer for the new Barbie film yeah. feels like, oh, I haven't seen a movie that looks like this that's that big budget. Even like since I've been alive, it feels like that's very much like a 90s sort of thing where it's like the Popeye movie and things like that where it's this big ridiculous thing. Mm. But it's still... I don't know. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I think so, yeah. Yeah. That it the... looks wild and they're all wearing wigs and they look terrible, but that's amazing. <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Ryan Gosling's hair. What's going on? I don't know. <laughs> Even his casting, I'm like resentful yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't have any interest in seeing Margot Robbie be in love with Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Is my stance on that, I guess. And maybe it's my like understanding of who Ken is supposed to be. But I, I trust Greta, you know? Yes. That's just what I do. It's yeah, one of my yeah. guiding stars. How dare you! <laughs> How dare you! Wrong Greta. Which Greta are you? Oh, Thunberg. <laughs> I, th- I believe it's Thunberg. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm more of a Gerwig guy. Oh, yeah, no. Francis Ha! Ha! <laughs> yes. Be good. Be good. Be good. <laughs> hey, Connor. Hi. Hi. Oh my god. You're so warm. <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Come on, curl up. <laughs> um, yeah, so now we're going to like talk a bit about Longplay, the show that you are currently in the midst of doing. Ugh, Ugh you've done eight times From now. From gay horseplay to Longplay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with a little bit of be good in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> um, little play yeah. sandwich. <laughs> Um, yes. Uh, yes! Yeah, so, uh, so first off, yes, obviously, it. I saw the show, it was like, it was like the second night you did it, ooh, I was there. Ooh, third. Doesn't matter, third night, it was with Sebastiano Petruzzello, that Italian mm-hmm. guy, and Reese Wilson. Reese Wilson, I developed a lisp! <laughs> yes! <Okay>, Drew! <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, and of course, it was a wonderful time, I of course saw it when you did the double bill, and yeah, uh, yeah that experiment, and it was great to see it go from that to that. Yeah, surprisingly, because I was like, oh, none of that's staying in, and like, quite a bit... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like oh, it was sure. definitely grown and changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like... yeah, it was relatively unrecognizable in okay, terms good. of like, at least in the way that I was comparing the two things. Okay, good. Yeah, um, yeah. No. Super yeah, impl- back then I was using cut out of cardboard and holding it up. Whereas oh. now I had an actual screen behind me to Look do how that far for me. <laughs> yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. No, of course, super impressive. So great to see you on stage. It's like high energy. It's monkey. Do you want to try describing what the show is? Oof. It's a comedy lecture on how to create the perfect music album. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of half playing a character mm-hmm. that's like that music snob cunt. That's like <laughs> if you say that you don't like the Beatles or Pink Floyd or Radiohead, they're going to be like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> And yeah, if you say like, my favourite album's like fucking, I don't know, Lady Gaga, Britney Spears, like, they're going to be like, <laughs> <laughs> that kind of person. Mm. Um, and yeah, just sort of going through the classics of um, the canon of great albums and sort of using them and, and picking weird things people have done with music and the, the funny things. And yeah, sort of giving you tips and tricks on how to make your album a classic. Right. You're all there, because you're all musicians, trying to make the perfect album. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wonderful. How did you, like, settle upon... Because even you identifying that, like, character we've all met at parties of yeah. someone that's, like, particularly musically snobbish and has a lot of guffawing to do it, decisions that you made artistically in terms of your own taste. Yeah. Um, how did you settle upon the type of person you wanted to be, in, like, in this role? Because I hate that person. Right. Like, any... I mean, and, and you can apply that to anything that anyone loves. Any medium, any, like gatekeeping and like guilty pleasures is like no (laughs) why are we doing this like (laughs) it's all subjective like we've gotten to like we know that right so why are you like 
I don't know, you can appreciate things that have been important and, like, shaped history and have been a big influence on people, but I don't have to like it. Yeah. And I don't even have to, like, appreciate it for what it did. If you are like, no, fuck the Beatles. Hate them. What is your stance on the Beatles? They're fine. I, I had a Beatles phase, uh, as did we all, am I right? And if you did it, fuck you! <laughs> no. Um, no, they're great. And, yeah, I think it's cool to hate them now, but also, like, all right, cool. Cool in a way that you roll your eyes at, or cool... Like, no, I don't know. I just feel like it's they, they come in waves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, at the moment, it's like, ugh, the Beatles? Not even that good. And everyone's like, yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> Go off. I mean, you don't you, have to like them. Do you have advice? Because I have barely Beatles to myself. I know yeah. that I find Ringo to be very handsome, but beyond yeah. that, I don't know much about them at all. If you yeah. were to give someone advice on to how to get into the Beatles, what would you say is like the entry album? Ooh. Either Rubber Soul or Revolver would be my starting point, because that's sort of where they go from boy band to like, let's change music forever. <laughs> and it's oh. more experimental. I much prefer their later stuff, because that's when they actually like... We're in the recording studio for months and they like, want to be played it backwards and things like that. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. realize that they got to that point where they were being that experimental. Yeah. About halfway through their career, they stopped touring. They were like, I don't want to play live anymore. We can't even hear ourselves playing. Everyone's just going, yeah! So they were like, fuck it. Let's just like figure out how to record shit differently. I do not talk about the Beatles much at all, if at all, in my show. <laughs> mm, no, from memory, I don't think they come. Do they? No. no. I think there's a one second joke where they pop up. I'm like, fuck you! And then I move on. <laughs> There was a point I recently was forced to learn about how they went to India for like a little while yes, and then yes, like yes, yes. discovered something. Sitar. Is that what they discovered in India? And like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't want to I don't, I don't know for sure. But, okay. um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm curious as to like you even like speaking about this brief development between like the double bill and the show as it is now. Obviously yeah. it's been to Adelaide since then too. Mm. I'm curious about like, less about like, well I am interested in what changed but I'm also additionally interested too in like what didn't make it in. Like what's something that you were contemplating putting into the show that never made it in there. Yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Um, I'm ne- well, like I was saying before, I change it up every night so that even if things haven't made it, I've performed it at least once. Mm-hmm. Where I can like, look, I've done it once, at least someone saw it, because I've made the slides. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I put a lot of work in. <laughs> Let's try it just once and see what works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um... Oh, I'm trying to think. Because, yeah, there are a lot of things. Yeah, something I only did once and I kind of thought it would be, like, a mainstay in the show was, like... This sort of the joke was, like, if your music's good enough, you could be a pedophile. Right? Which I believe you were at the show. (laughs) Yes! And I'm so glad I saw it because I thought it was an amazing point you made that I'd never really thought about. And how, like, yeah, all these, like, whenever, like, Leaving Neverland for Michael Jackson, that documentary came out, and when, um... Uncovering R. Kelly or Surviving R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly. When yeah. that came out, their streaming data went up. Mm. More people were listening to their music as a result of that. Yeah. And yeah, like, you know, R. Kelly's going to prison. But like, <laughs> his music's doing just fine as a result. Yeah. But then also, they seem to be the ones we hear about more. Uh, the black artists. Like, you know, people are so much... Like, and rightly so. Mm. But like... As in, <laughs> they should be cancelled, but yeah, yeah, not yeah. just them. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, there's stories about, like, David Bowie and the Red Hot Chili Peppers and people like that, where it's, like, similar-ish sort of things. Obviously not to that extent of, like, R. Kelly and stuff. But, mm. like, no one really seems to care. Yeah. And isn't, like, frowning down, like, looking down on other people for still listening to them. Which, I don't know, is an interesting point. It is I interesting. Think, yeah, but I don't know. I... I 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I made, like, an astute enough sort of point that it's sort of a big, meaty thing. And I was like, I'm just going to I'm gonna do it once. You sure. saw it. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Sure. No, I agree I feel with like you. I feel like it needs to be... I, I need to work on that a bit more. A bit more eloquent. But I get the... I thought it was, <laughs> I thought it was plenty eloquent because that's the, okay. first, that's the first time that I'd ever made, like, the, the racial connection of it. Yeah. Because um, I've certainly had so many conversations. Like, I, every time I hear, like, Michael Jackson in places where I have anything to do with the fact of the music being on, I'm always, like, at least mentally in my mind, I'm like, it's so weird that we are kind of just, like, open to playing Thriller all the time mm. is interesting to me. And I know that it's very complicated with Michael Jackson, I suppose, because so many people have, like, recanted a lot of the things that they've said and claimed have happened with him. So yeah. I'd say maybe he's more of, like, a flimsy example about talking about this currently, I guess. Um, but no, I think for that reason, like, it made me have a rethink about things. But I think, too, I very much get your... Cons- whether or not it's a concern, the thing of, like, it's a very large topic connected to so many things that I can even understand with a show was like rapid fire and like quick paced as yours, like breezing past it might even feel flippant yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the thing. To like try and make enough space for it that I'm happy with is too much real estate in this show. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, it was also ju- jumping off the back of like guilty pleasures and how that tends to be a lot of sort of female led or queer centric music that's fun and like the death of disco was because it was very black and very queer. Mm. Everyone's like, no, disco sucks. And then like, <laughs> glam metal came through <laughs> it's like ugh, all right but like yeah it's when you actually look at the demographics of who enjoys what and why things are called guilty pleasures it tends to be fun not masculine music interesting and they're the ones that are sort of gatekeeping what good and bad is in music and mm. it's time we change that which it is changing definitely but um for too long <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it is a fun show. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so fun. I learned so many things. And I thought one of the things that really stuck out to me during it, I was uh-huh. like, with you talking about it feeling like a lecture, like there were moments where I had to stop myself from asking questions because ah! things you said were so interesting and I wanted to know more about them. <laughs> Hang I was, on. Uh, yeah, no, I was on the, because I, I, I think part of it was like, I am currently studying. So it's like, the thing was like, I felt very much like I wanted to like lean forward, like know more and ask you about something. But then I had to remind myself like, that's Connor doing a show. <laughs> Don't interrupt his slideshow. <laughs> um, uh, which I thought was cool. Like I'm certainly, I'm never one to want to participate in a show. So the yeah. fact that you almost got me to do it accidentally is a real credit to the thing that you would like, what you yeah. were doing. Well, actually, one of the hard things was, like, I had to cut a lot that was, like, I really want to talk about this. It's so interesting. Mm. But it's not funny. Or it's more interesting than it is funny. So I have to cut this. But I really want to talk about this. But I couldn't think of a joke for it or anything. So I'm like, nah. Because it's a comedy first. And then, like, you happen to learn some things. But I'm Mm. not, yeah, I don't want it to be a lecture. Okay, sure. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, fine. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, I was curious about just in terms of like artistry, which we've talked about at length in private. Um, was there ever a point where you almost didn't make the show? I guess. I didn't even, like, I don't remember starting to make it. I just sort of kept coming up with ideas that were all music based. And I was like, ah, shit. All right. Okay. <laughs> guess we're making this one. And then it just kind of came together and like. Because that was like under the looming pressure of you having just decided that you wanted to do a show or. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sure. I'm sort of like, now nah, every year I'm doing a show. And that's just what I was coming up with at the time. Okay. No, that sounds nice and organic. Um, in terms of, like, audience responses, either during or after the show, have there, has there been anything sort of, like, unexpected that you've heard from people? Ooh. Um, not unexpected, but even just, like, this is my first solo show, and just having different audience reactions per night. Mm. And, I don't know, it's like, oh, okay, this audience is sort of getting to the joke, the 
slightly before the job, or like they're sort of like they're keeping up a lot faster than like other audiences where it's like it takes them a second they're like oh, oh, oh. it's like ah yeah I tricked you <laughs> um but no no audience responses that are out of sort of left field everyone always wants to ask about a different song we're like what was that song I need to listen to it like hmm. but yeah and that's cool yeah and every single night yeah at a different point someone's like oh because they know the album that I'm talking about, which is great. I've tried, nice. I've tried to have a widespread of music, and yeah, every night there's someone that's like, really wants everyone to know that they know what I'm talking about. You're like, <laughs> looking around and laughing and like, wagging their finger like, yep, that's the one. I know that one. Ah, oh, fuck that's And that's always fun. <laughs> it genuinely is. Um, a sidestep. <laughs> Do you have like a, like a, a, a favourite movie soundtrack? Oh, um, oh. Yeah, I guess. I really loved the Kajillionaire soundtrack and the Minari soundtrack. What's Minari? Um, was that movie from a couple of years ago with, um, what's his name? Jason Jung? Is that his, who, is that his name? It depends who you're talking about. I is think, it? anyway. Yeah? If I got it wrong, cut it out! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I don't know. It's about a Korean family living in America in like the 80s or something. And then... Oh, that's what Starting the movie was called. Minari. Yes. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. one. Minari. Okay. Uh, that was great. Mm-hmm. Or, they were both about the same guy. Emil Masseri. Masseri? I don't know. I have them both on vinyl. Great. great. Also, ugh, the Call Me By Your Name soundtrack was yes. a lot of fun. But then, you know... Then you started the thinking cannibal. about pedophilia. <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> the cannibal more so than the pedophilia. Which... I mean, yeah. Probably, oh, it, it's even. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, that's you? Oh, movie soundtrack? Oh. Yeah. Movie soundtracks, I feel like, no, I always end up cheating this sort of question because it always like, ends up being a musical. I'd yeah, say I am still, on. I'm very much still into, like, over the last... John Shoot. C. Riley. <laughs> John C. Riley's Mr. Cellophane. Walk Hard, phenomenal. I was recently oh. ranting about Walk Hard being so good. Like, firstly, because I just recently, my sister's boyfriend told me to, like, hate watch the Weird Al Yankovic biopic. Right. But did you yeah. watch any of it? I, I, I've seen it. You, what did you think of it? I... I I was a little disappointed because I was going into it expecting like a walk hard sort of like piss take parody takedown of because there's too many musical biopics at this point. Yes. <laughs> They're coming back too hard and too fast. Mm. But it was more of a parody of his own life, which was like still fun. It was still fun. Yep. I liked it when I thought I was gonna love it. Okay, interesting. You? Um, I went he in. Hated well, it. I went in with my sister's boyfriend, being like, hated I, I, he, he was like, I could not watch it. He he got like, and he's a tolerant person when it comes to this sort of thing. Okay, he was ready to watch the whole thing and barely pay attention. But did he, got, he know, or was he expecting like a straight? Oh yeah, I wonder how Weird Al got into it. I think he just went in being like, I like Weird Al Yankovic enough to like watch, like maybe watch this. Yeah. And then it was like the comedy of it that was that made him go like, I can't. This isn't funny, and it makes me frustrated. If you've seen anything Weird Al has done other than his music, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so that's what I went in. I went in knowing that like Tim gave up really fast. Right. And so I went in being like, I like I, I don't wish ill upon this man. He seems like a nice person, so I'm going to like see what this is about. And I. Have pain- and Daniel, like, lovely Daniel. I have patience for Daniel Radcliffe, of course. <laughs> but then, yeah, no, then watching it, I was like, okay, get past it. And then, like, the woman from Ally McBeal that played both his mother in this and also, like, Anna Diarmas's mother in Blonde was in it. And I was like, okay, I like watching this lady do stuff. But then, yeah, watching it, I didn't find it especially funny, which is fine. Don't be funny. That's okay. Um, but then I'd say one thing that threw me out was, like, <laughs> like literally two women spoke. In the first that 45 minutes. I did notice minutes. that. I did notice that as well. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Like, you got up to that, like, weird, like, joke-filled pool party. And I was like, 
two ladies have had lines. Yes. And it's like, and it was like, it was noticeable in the way that it's like, yeah. in the same way that when they talk about the composite, not to keep talking about music, as if I'm trying to impress you, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Professor. It <won't> work. <laughs> um, the way that they were like putting the soundtrack together for Gladiator and they were like, we need women's voices because there's, there's too many men in this movie. It's like, it somehow had that feeling of like, if they, right. if they'd taken that out of Gladiator, it was like, why is this all just like men essentially making like the same joke over and over again and this very like masculine energy that I've never really responded to. Yeah. Um, that hit me a bit. And then I suppose on top of that as well, like I was legitimately sort of like pathetically curious to know about what his life was like. And part of what was going to propel me through this movie, I knew going in was like, I'm excited to learn some things, but then to realize like, he's not going to teach me anything. This is all just like a joke about yeah. the idea of telling your life stories. Like, okay, so I don't even get to learn anything. I'm just yeah, here to yeah, watch yeah. like, and I think the comparison to the Dewey Cox walk hard thing is like that succeeded really well in like it's making an entirely fun entirely made up person with made up songs. Exactly. And it's like, I did not go into that wanting to know about Dewey Cox. True. And so all I had to do, enjoy which I, I love a spoof parallel. it's yeah. an interesting parallel I love a spoof movie I love that sort of nonsense um, and like I've seen all of the fucking scary movies like I have time I've seen Meet the Spartans <laughs> wow I have it on DVD <laughs> fuck <laughs> And so it was like, yeah, this is my genre. And it's like, yeah. And uh, as well, like, Let's Duet is an amazing song from Jimmy right. Cox. That's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really, I, and that's the, that really succeeded in ways that I feel like this one just didn't for me. Is why yeah. I couldn't get through it. That, but, uh, yeah, yeah. No, that was another thing. Like, yeah. So many men. That was clearly, like, his friends and other... And I recognized a lot of them, like, right. in the sort of improv comedy scene. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, do you not have <laughs> any women friends at yeah. all? And then yeah. what's, what's her name that played Madonna? That's also in Kajillionaire. Um, oh. She's got like three names. Evan. Evan Rachel Wood? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I even got up to Evan Rachel Wood. I think oh, I, really? You quit? I had to quit. I quit. It gets mm. ridiculous. <laughs> in a way that's worth sticking it out for? Uh, no. Okay. Not if you, no, if you went into it. Oh, okay. Did you get to the point... <laughs> when no. I was just talking about this film. Because um, <laughs> he... I was like, oh, are they going to like... At first, I thought the joke they were making, because he releases... Eat It, which is like a parody of Beat It by mm -hmm. Michael Jackson. Sure. And it's like, I've come up with an original song. Wow, it's called Eat It, because I don't want to do parodies anymore. And I was like, oh, the joke is they don't want to talk about Michael Jackson because of the stuff. Oh. But then, no, Beat It gets released in the movie, and then everyone thinks it's a parody after that. It, but I thought it was funny. Okay. No, that <laughs> sounds, like yeah. Changing the history of his parody song was actually an original, and then Michael Jackson stole it off him. That is funny. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Probably is not going to get me to hit play again. No. But, <laughs> but what mm. is your favorite album? Do you have a favorite album? Favorite because album. I'm very an album person, start to finish. It's important. Mm. An opener has importance. A closer has importance. Yeah. The worst tracks are usually if it's like a twelve track album, like the ten eleven spot, because it's like it's not the ending. The ending's going to be great, but those last few. They just tend to be tired and slow. Right? Okay. But what's your favourite album? <laughs> in terms of albums, like, if we're going to go by that that rubric almost, which I agree with, the idea of, like, being able to sit there from start to finish and just, yeah. like, lie down in it. No skips. No skips. <laughs> <laughs> There's no skips, man. There's no skips. Okay. <laughs> Stop yelling at me. I think, again, cheating, I can easily sit down and listen to the entirety of, like, the Hello Again movie musical. Okay. Like, that that score, I can just sit there and enjoy that. Um, <laughs> you're sitting there, arms on each like, the arm rests of a chair. Just, hmm. Literally! Like, I could with that. I enjoy listening to it so much, but in terms of, like, album albums, I'd say, <laughs> this is pathetic, uh, Grayson Chance, his album Trophies. Sure. He's just, like, a 
beautiful gay like pop singer man yeah who like he came from he did a really good cover on the piano of Lady Gaga's Paparazzi and then went on Alan DeGeneres's show to like what's that called Alan (laughs) (laughs) Um, he went on Ellen and spoke to her and she was like oh you're a tiny boy (laughs) and he's like yes and then yeah grew up into like a beautiful gay man that now does pop music but yeah that album uh, yeah can enjoy otherwise yeah i'd say if it's going to happen again soon i think it'd be noah cyrus i have a lot of patience for and the rex i'd say orange. yeah orange county orange county <laughs> oh no not rex orange county what's rex orange county <laughs> that guy is that a guy yeah oh oh i do know that name i don't know why but yeah no the, the rex. rex yeah like a los angeles <laughs> like, punk band. cks <laughs> yeah oh they're louis ck-esque Hope not. <laughs> no, because what's do you have a current Well, he won a Grammy for <laughs> very which, recently for Sorry comedy album. Which which of his stand up? It doesn't matter, know. does it? Too many. By the way, it's recently. God. And also Dave Chappelle. It's a very haunted list. <laughs> the best comedy album recently. God, I watched last night. I watched that um, Chris D'Elia documentary that that person made and yeah, put on YouTube. Right. Yeah. No. Good. Confronting. Uh, oh, it was like it's good to sort of like feel like your finger is on the pulse of that whole drama. <laughs> I suppose you know. I'm a very of... headline only awareness of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have to watch the docu- the doco. The doco. Oh, people calling documentaries docs makes me want to kill myself. Oh. <laughs> what about doco? Do- do- uh, look, there's like a boganness to it that I do find charming, but I'm never gonna like you won't Whatever catch me to the Aussie Larrikin. <laughs> when docos were docos. <laughs> um, no, so what about you? Have you said your favourite album? Because uh, you, you don't say it in your show, do you? No, not really. Um, does it come up in your show? It changes. I mean, uh, one of them does come up. Uh, Fiona Apple's The Idler Wheel is wiser than the driver of the screw and whipping cords will serve you more than ropes will ever do. Stunning. Great album. <laughs> Phenomenal really? album. Yeah? So fucking good. Oh. Um, I... Uh, of Montreal, probably my favourite. My they're my favourite. Uh, no, but they were my most recent favourite band before I stopped saying that. But uh, <laughs> they have an album, uh, Coquelicot, Asleep in the Poppies, a variety of whimsical verse. Okay. Another great album, <laughs> phenomenal. Uh, Major Organ and the Adding Machine, that's a great album by uh, the same band mm-hmm. with the same name. Major, anyway. But yeah, great. They're Beautiful. my picks. No, that's, that's a good list. <laughs> They're all such foreign words to me, but yeah, I trust you. <laughs> They're my favourites. Um, um, so you and your partner Gemma have been like trouncing around the country, sort of like doing your shows together. Yeah. She's is, is she always taking your show? Uh, no. The venue provided a tech in Adelaide, but uh, she's taking it here. Great. And you're in and then her... after every show, like, all right, you gotta, you gotta, you can't say that. <laughs> you gotta change the <laughs> notes. The most recent one being, I've told you before, because I talk, there's this picture of the beach, I'll get to your question. Yeah. There's this picture of the beach boys that I talk about. Yeah. And their skin is red and dewy, but apparently yeah. I've been saying dewy, because <laughs> I'm not, the diction isn't quite there. She's like, you can't call them dewy. <laughs> but yes, uh, we've been doing a lot together, because she has her show, Underwire, and I yes. play in that, I play the music in that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's kind of great. We're on this game's the same schedule for once. Started, well, yeah, because well, I was going to ask, of what's that been like? Like, have you learned things about each other? Like, what does that do for, like, a romantic pairing to be doing that sort of thing? <sighs> we haven't learned anything about each other. <laughs> okay. We know each other quite well. Oh, good. But it's, it's great. Like, we can just, like, share any of those little moments. Because it's, for us, anything that goes different or wrong, <laughs> that's what we love. Yeah. <laughs> we just look at them and go, oh, okay. <laughs> 
But yeah, no, honestly, just being on the same schedule has been amazing. Mm. <laughs> We're like going to the same place, going home at the same time. Oh, so you just get to like spend time together. Yeah. Oh. And then, yeah, you, it's not like, oh, so this thing happened today. Where, oh, so first, okay, there was someone in the... They were there. <laughs> so we, we don't have to go through all that. We can just talk about it and have fun. Oh, God, And it is, nice. it's just really nice. And then also, just because you're working together... In a nice way, but you can. Ju- it's so much easier to just tell them what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. Like, actually, no. With the lighting, don't do that. Do this instead. In a loving way, but it's not like, hey, so I was thinking, <laughs> love your work. You're doing amazing. Mm. Appreciate you so much. But, okay, so this moment, what I really... Yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't need that. We can just say, nah, cut it. Done. <laughs> <laughs> so that's been the experience. No, in fact, yeah. that's nice. Oh, my God. No, no. Any type of working relationship where you have, like, all of that, like, banked respect and just, yes. like... On paper, you know that I care about you. Yeah. God, that's nice. And we just want to see the other person thrive and shine. So we, like, are putting in the effort mm. for each other. It's not like a... My tech isn't here yet. Ooh. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's so many benefits. Oh. And we're not sick of each other. Yet! <laughs> um, my last question for you is... Um, just What do you think that you'll think of long play in ten years' time? I hope I hate it. Why? Just, like, I... Because this is my first solo show. I hope... I want to look back and be like, oh, God, I really did that. Like, I'm sure there'll be aspects that I appreciate, but, like, I, I genuinely want to not like it that much. Mm-hmm. I st- I'd love it at the moment, and I'm really proud of what I've done, and, like, I'm still not sick of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and usually after every show, there's an element of me in the foyer being like, ah, oh, thank you, yeah, whatever, that was that. But now I'm like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. did work hard. But no, I, I want to grow and change... Yeah. So much answer. that you look back on this and like... A little bit, yeah. Or at least, anymore. maybe I don't want to hate it. I want to look back and say I wouldn't do that now. <laughs> right. At all. Okay. Which is different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, great. That's exciting. Yeah. Sure. And do you think, even like from this vantage point, do you want to be doing something similar with your, with your career? I don't decade? know. I'm still finding my voice. Yeah. I think. Okay. This this show is very me, but yeah, do I I, I don't think I'm going to do like a lecture next time. Mm-hmm. But um I have no idea yet cool. what that will look like. Yeah. Oh. Cuz like it's like, oh, it's the same thing, but now it's about board games. I don't want to do that. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's that guy. The Connor lecture guy. I don't want to be guy. pegged yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's something for Gemma and I to discuss. You know, the privacy of our own home. <laughs> if we're going to be together forever, you need to delay these things, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. You know. If we do it all now, we'll get bored. That's going to be little treats along the way. Yeah. <laughs> Give me five years, then I want to get pegged. <laughs> By audiences. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh my God. Thank you so much for being here. It's oh, been so fine. lovely. That's oh God. fine. Um, and I hope the rest <laughs> of the shows go amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I've got some good crowds and some... Crowds <laughs> coming up, so we'll see. Um, yeah, the show will still be going by the time this episode comes out. So if you get a chance and you have the time, up until Thursday the thirteenth, yeah, five forty-five so, at the Motley Bauhaus. Which is great because you join can, me, won't you? Yeah, because <laughs> you can cram that in like before dinner. Exactly. Yeah, and there's somewhat flexible pricing options. You can oh, pay nice. the general ticket or a bit more or a bit less if you want. Oh, nifty. Yes. Okay, great. Well, yeah, yeah. If you get a chance, go and see. Yeah, go and see. Should we be calling you Conk or should we be calling you Connor Dario? At the moment. I'm billed as Connor Conk Dariel, but I think in future I'm I'm veering. I'm this is my transition to Conk. Oh I wow! Do, okay. I think I, I just I want to be this dumb silly thing that just like is this amorphous blob genderless thing. Mm, <laughs> Conk. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, thank you, Conk. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and go and see his show. It's fantastic. Thank you. Oh my god. Um. 
yeah, so this is the part where we where we wrap this baby up. <laughs> say goodbye to the moon, the big bear, the big blue bears. Oh, God, that song is so sad. <laughs> but I love that he's friends with the moon. Right. Uh, I wonder how they met. <laughs> we looked up one night. <laughs> I was like, hey. Hey! <laughs> Do you mind if I sing? <laughs> and then Luna the moon was like, no one's ever tried this before. <laughs> Do they... <laughs> When it's not a full moon, mm. what happens? I feel like, irrespective of what state the moon's in, because the moon becomes like, comes so close to talk to the bear, I yeah. feel like she becomes full because of her adjacency to like the sun. No, she becomes darker though, right? Because the Earth's in the way. Yeah, that's nonsense. Maybe she's illuminated by the light of the big blue house. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas season all year round. Those lights. Yeah, <laughs> oh it's a God. pretty bright house. Like, uh, what, what's that called? Deck the halls? No. With. Danny DeVito and uh, Danny DeVito twins and, and no the Christmas to, movie with Danny DeVito they have like a Christmas light off oh is that not the Grinch there's another one no and, not and Christmas Matthew with Broderick. the cranks Matthew Broderick Danny DeVito their neighbours Danny DeVito moves across the street oh. and he's like I'm gonna get all the lights that's what he sounds like <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, Matthew Broderick's like why I order oh. and that's the whole movie and it's terrible and the wives are nice to each other right? yeah yeah <laughs> And one of them, Danny DeVito's wife, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Kristen mm. Chenoweth? Seriously? I think so. God. Again, good trivia question. <laughs> Do I have the answer right? I'm not sure. Star-studded, though. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, thank you for having... Oh, thank, my, oh my God. It's always such a pleasure to have you here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, great. Uh, great. Okay. <laughs> well, um, as usual, we may already disagree with everything we just said. Oh, yeah. Um, and do you want to say the second one? Friends don't let friends become theatre critics. That is true! Ow! <laughs> um, happy Comedy Festival. Thank you. Um, what, is it, what is it? Barrel of Yucks? What is it? What are it's we doing? It's Jake and Jamesy's <laughs> Chuckle Fest. <laughs> Barrel of Yucks. <laughs> <laughs> yuck, yuck, yuck.